everyone welcome back to another episode of the think movie show my name is francisco and i am joined with brian prado and today we have a lot of topics to talk about today uh, we're going to be talking about our review of season one of house of the dragons it's finally over um we let it marinate with uh with the listeners with viewers it's been two weeks since the finale um i think this sunday marks the two-week uh anniversary of the ending yeah of the finale mm-hmm. so um we usually always wait two weeks till something is finished that's really i found that ironic yeah. or just weird um but i guess before we get into the show um a little bit of uh some sad news i kind of just want to give them the flowers the takeoff news yeah passed um, away. yeah um i don't know what Brian, what did you think about Takeoff in general of his music and maybe just Migos and as a whole? Dude, I mean, when it happened, I, I it didn't feel real mm-hmm. mainly because these rappers, like the Migos, are so much larger than life. Yeah, that you couldn't think like nothing could touch him, right? That's right. how I felt. Yeah, and just how I guess they're so normalized in the rap industry just because the style they influenced. Yeah. In the early like 2010s, yeah, it's still going on. I know their, yeah. their style of rapping; they popularized it. Mm-hmm. It's still going on. So, just in that aspect alone, it feels fucking unreal, dude. Yeah, it it's um it's unreal too because the way I found out was I saw a post. It was saying "R.I.P. Takeoff," and I was like, "What? Like, what do you mean?" Because I, I it was happening early in the morning, yeah, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., something like that, and. I woke up like around nine or ten, and I was like, "What's what? Do you, like, what do they mean?" And then just like seeing all like the actual, you know, verified accounts saying like, "Oh my god, R.I.P. Tragic news." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "What happened?" Like, because there's been a lot of tragic news, especially with with you know, artists, you know, just tragically passing away, uh, being killed in their hometown, just stuff like this. Very tragic news. It's like, I don't know. It still feels unreal, like you said. Um, they did like they recently did like an interview, like I don't know how they've been going on a press tour for their their recent album, album, yeah, Yeah, uh, Quavo and and the Takeoff, right? Yep. And and yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, there was like a clip of of I forgot what podcast he was on, but they were asking like you kind of seem like you're having a lot of fun on this album, and you kind of it's like yeah, I just want people to give me my flowers, yeah, you know, and it's like fuck, dude yeah it's people, so sad that's the good thing about it is that, like people have been giving him his flowers yeah it's because he he was known as like the best, the best rapper one. out of yeah when you hear a takeoff verse that you know it's gonna finish up nicely like it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be a good fucking song yeah um when i when it happened my first thing i thought of in my mind was uh i was thinking about music yeah. and t-shirt that's when i first really got into when they were like first releasing culture yeah and uh t-shirt it goes like Quavo's hook. He has the like first part of the hook, and nah. then Quavo has the or Takeoff has the second part of the hook. Yeah, he goes into his hook, then he goes into his verse, mm-hmm. and then he goes into his second part of the hook again right after that. Yeah, back into Quavo's hook. Yeah, like it's so fucking creative. Yeah. Just like that one song, mm-hmm. and his verse just makes it for me, dude. Yeah. Like, just creatively, a legend. Yeah, an icon. Yeah. Like. It sucks what happened, dude. Yeah. It's, All you can do is just, you know, listen to the music, you know? Yeah. I think um, appreciating, I know people always say when tragic things like this happen, 
I don't know, just some weird people out there. They're like, why didn't you appreciate him when he was here? Blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, man. I think um, discovering music, there is no timeline. There is no finding someone and praising them. There is no, like, there's no window for that. Like, there is no, well, if you didn't do it then, you shouldn't do it now. Or you're a fake fan because you did this. Like, I feel like, like you said, appreciating the music, appreciating his work, appreciating his artistry. Um, it's probably the best way for us to heal and to, 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 um, I mean, especially with his newest album, like, yeah, dude, they had a single come out this year called hotel lobby. And it was like, the music video was like parroting the, uh, the Johnny Depp movie where they go to Las Vegas and it gets fucking high. Oh yeah. Um, fear and loathing, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. And they're parroting that and it's so fucking good. They're just like getting fucked up i know driving not not dri- getting fucked up while driving but yeah, getting yeah, fucked up yeah. in in las vegas yeah. um it's hilarious yeah so i don't know this podcast is mainly like film so like there's yeah. like something connected to yeah. and the the verses and the hooks the song in the whole is amazing yeah i remember no. like linking that to my friend dave and i was like dude they're still dropping heat this is fucking awesome like yeah. takeoff has an unmatched flow like quavo mm-hmm. with the hook like it's still fucking there it's still yeah. good like all these years later, man, like yeah. just incredible talent. And it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to like, let that go, man. Yeah. Yeah. It I, sucks. It's really yeah. hard. So RIP to take off a legend. The um, best. The best. The undisputed goat of the Migos. I mean, the influence is the there. The influence dude. is there. Um, but yeah, no, we just wanted to take some time into the podcast and just, you know, give him his flowers. Yeah. Um, because it's such a tragic news. So, um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, the R.I.P. Takeoff, and um, hopefully you guys listen to the new album. Um, yeah, and yeah, just uh, keep the legend on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess um, moving on to the show, starting off with the um, season one review of House of the Dragons. It's finished. It's over. It's finished. Brian, I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah, because because you're the one that started off questioning why the show existed in the first oh place. Oh my god, dude, fuck and. Which is a valid, very valid question. Why did we need the show? Did we did you know HBO want to rinse the what was the finale of Game of Thrones season eight? What did they wanted to wash it out of our minds? Did they think it was another cash grab? Was this purely something that needed to be told? Like did you know the creators actually want to do this? Did they were they passionate about it? You know, all these questions floating around. And then you get that first episode, and then you get, you know, now the season finale. So I asked you this question, Brian. Do you think that this show is necessary now moving forward? Do you want to see more of the House of the Dragons? Um, were some of your questions answered, the ones you had at the beginning of the show when it first aired? So to answer that plainly, yes. Mm-hmm. This show needed to happen. Yeah. And I'll just give you, like, my quick little review. It basically sums up my answer pretty mm-hmm. well, right? Yeah. The first half of the season, uh-huh. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it set up the characters pretty well. I, think, I thought the performances were, were good. But it's really when the second half of the show started, when they yeah. got a whole new cast. I'm not saying any any of it was a cast's fault. Yeah. I think the show just picked up in general. Yeah. When kind of everything sh- shifted. There yeah. Was, there's time lapses you know uh you get all these new faces with the children Mm -hmm. i think that's when the tension started to grow yeah 
Not saying it wasn't there in the first half of the season. I like the first half of the season. Yeah. But the true grit of like a house or of the Game of, Game of Thrones world and Westeros mm-hmm. is there in the second half of the season. Yeah. I think um, there was um, a quote. Like they asked the creators, like, because fans were noticing how the, the same thing that it switched like halfway through the season where it's like, okay, this is what I was looking forward to, right? Yeah. This is the Game of Thrones that I remember. And they were saying that. We wanted to take our time with season one because a lot of things that happened moving forward after season one, you have to know a lot of the backstory and you have to care about these characters because of what they end up doing, eventually doing. I understand that. And so they were like, we wanted to take our time for the for the first episodes. I feel like they could have... I remember I remember liking those episodes, but that's nothing compared to the, the second half of the season where where momentum and just the the whole narrative like you know it switches pace like it's more of like okay there's an objective there's something is happening every episode and you're yeah. like i want to keep watching this whereas at the beginning it was more of like this is very interesting Setting where's up. this going this is very interesting where's this going i could have felt like they could have set up longer in yeah, my opinion i feel like probably. they could have done a whole season of setup in yeah. my opinion i know it's everyone's favorite character damon targaryen damon, damon targaryen the uh um, what is it called? People call, I forgot what nickname they call him, but he's super popular in TikTok, on Twitter. I accidentally called him Matt Damon Targaryen. Matt Damon, Matt Damon Targaryen. Awesome. Matt Damon Targaryen. Yeah. yeah. I understand his character development. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably more fleshed out in the books. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm assuming so. Because towards the second half of the season, you just kind of get him looking, looking around menacingly. Yeah. And I understand why. Mm-hmm. It's because they they tried to set him up in the first season, in the first half of the season, as like this fucking badass. Yeah. As like this no rules, uh-huh. fuck you. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Yeah. There's that episode where he goes into battle. Yeah. And kills shit with his yeah, dragon. Literally. And it's insane. Yeah. But I remember I remember exactly saying how that happened so fast. Like they set up this evil villain. Yeah. By the next episode, he was gone. He's gone. And I feel like. That was probably more fleshed out in the book. Yeah, for sure. And I understand that Matt Damon or Matt Damon. I'm gonna keep saying it. Yeah, Matt Damon, Damon Targaryen yeah, is yeah. this super, like, not to be fucked with character. Yeah, I understand that. I probably wish it was a little bit more fleshed out mm-hmm. for his character, at least. Well, here's the thing: a lot of people, um, I think we at some point talked about the time jumps, um, like during the middle of the season. There's a lot of things that, like you said before, are brushed over, right? Because I can understand Damon's character's arc ending up where it is right now, right? Mm-hmm. I can understand that being there. But when you go from like time jump to time jump to time jump, there's a lot of time missing in there. Like valuable time th- that you want Damon to progress as a character, Right, because obviously I understand. Like spoilers for season eight of of, of Game of Thrones, um, Danny, like Daenerys' character. I understand her being the Mad Queen, and fucking burning all of Westeros down. Right, trying to get Cersei. Right, I can understand that. The way it was so quick to do it, and the way it was done, like I needed more time. Exactly. I needed for I needed for me to be like, you know what. Fuck yeah, this is the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Or, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing it, but I understand why she's doing it. I don't understand why she she burned everyone to the <laughs> ground. I don't understand that. What the From fuck what is you she just doing? showed me. Yeah, burn the Red Keep. 
do that. That sends a message. Yeah. That kills Cersei. Yeah. You didn't even kill Cersei. You killed everyone else. I understand why, not how. So with Damon's character, he's more like on a leash, right? In the later half of the episodes. But because yeah. of but because of, you know, uh uh Renera. His position. His position now. Yeah. He's he's Renera's husband, right? And so I like where it ends up, you know, like that moment where he fucking just uh, uh, cuts off the head of uh, of the sea snake's brother. What's mm-hmm. his name? I forgot his name, but yeah, yeah, like, part of the Valerian. Yeah, where like he looks to her, like, should I do it? And she's like, yeah, like she nods her head, like, yeah, of course. Or like in the moment where he's like, I would rather like feed my kids to the dragons than like bend the knee for like you, your super usurper cunt of a king or whatever yeah. and he's like i'm ready to throw down right now and renera's like no it's like okay but renera has kind of like um she's gonna have an arc for sure like an arc where th- i i i am more my favorite character is renera obviously which is very basic i know i understand that she's the main character she's my favorite character because the the overall arc i can see that arc now i can see why in the future, she might commit war crimes. Yeah. She might do this shit. Or for, because of everything that's happened to her. Well, s- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Her, her kid son, dies. Her kid dies. Literally. W- whether it's accidental yeah. or not, it, her, her kid is dead. Yep. And her, like, in a span of, like, two days, her father... No, no, not in a span of two days. Yeah, her father dies. Mm-hmm. She gives birth to a stillborn baby. Mm-hmm. And then her son dies. Her like little baby boy. And it's like the very end of that show, like the very last frame of it, it's just like, oh yeah, she's going to commit war crimes right now. Yeah. The war has started. She's fed up. She's fed up. Now she has a dog a, a a bulldog on a leash, a rottweiler on a leash. And she's ready to cut loose. Like I can I can see where that can happen with Renera. That's why like Renera is my favorite character because mm-hmm. I can I can see that same thing with Allison. Allison and Renera are my favorite characters in the show. I can see every decision that Allison makes does kind of make sense. Like in terms of like, yeah, Renera's son, sons are bastards. Yeah? And she was put in this position of like I have to be the queen now. I have to do this. I can understand. Do I agree? No. I can understand her decision making. And sometimes Damon, he's been kind of brushed aside a little. And even though he's really dope still, I can understand why he might, his character development might be a little bit hindered because of yeah. the, the time jumps. It's not like too much at fault though. I think no, yeah, the yeah, show yeah. is pretty great. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I don't think it's that fantastic though. I think, it had some faults in the first half, but it kind of cleared it up through the second half. I'm not saying like all the problems in the first half were like entirely bad, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, like I said, they didn't flesh out characters that I liked that well enough, but like other characters, they fleshed them out yeah. fucking perfectly. Yeah. Man. I'm talking Viserys, King Viserys. I love King Viserys, man. Patty Considine. If Dude. he doesn't win a fucking Emmy. He is going to win an Emmy, yeah. Listen, I think when he started getting sick, 
were my favorite episodes in the entire show. Yeah. It showed him at his worst, dude. Yeah. Battling, what, what was he battling? Um, I forgot what he did. Some sickness where it was like, like a fleshy bag. I don't know what the what it was, but it was like eating at him. Scale, dry scale, grayscale. Gray was it? Was it grayscale? I think it was grayscale. Oh, I don't fuck. know. Well, that's horrible. Um, <laughs> if he was, that's kind of bad. Those moments when when he's battling that and he's dying and sick, he gives I think the best performance. Yeah. Of the whole show. Of the entirety of House of the Dragon season yeah. one. Yeah. I think that moment where his last episode, where. He has to defend Rhaenyra, right? And the whole episode where Rhaenyra is like talking to him and he's drugged up, right? He's on drugs. He's out of it. And he's and she's she's telling him, you like, if you love me and you want me to do this, you have to defend me. You have to do this. And he's kind of just mumbles and he's kind of sick. And Rhaenyra's like, okay, well, I'm on my own, right? Because my dad's about to die. And then he shows up and he does them one of the most heroic things that you will see in any Game of Thrones episodes. Where he literally walks. Where he, you saw him. He literally could not sit up. He walks by himself up to the throne and mm. sits down and says, I'm going to be taking over today. You don't have to worry about it, Mr. Hightower. I love that, like, before he's, like, they're, like, cleaning him. And yeah. he's just like, I just want to eat with my family. He's like, not, sir, but, like, no. Just, I just want to have dinner with my family. Yeah. Please yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just let me have dinner. I know. And you can just see him when it's just, he's like, this dude does not have much to live. No. And that whole, the score is so beautiful. I feel like um, we haven't mentioned the score that often. Mm-hmm. The, 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 some of the scores for this, for the show are some of my favorites in the Game of Thrones world. Mm-hmm. Like that score, whenever King Viserys is just sadly looking at everyone and everyone's having a good time. Everyone's laughing. This is the first time we see everyone enjoying themselves, like all in the same room. Everyone, like Renera, Allison, her family, everyone is just enjoying themselves. And he is so sad. Or he's. Ha- I I felt like he was happy. Well, I mean, I guess you could interpret it like in two ways. He knew he was dying, and he didn't want his family to like always yeah. be fighting. Yeah. So that last shot. Mm-hmm. That last moment he had with his family yeah. is some happiness. Yeah, I, and yeah. I, I took that as well. It's it's time to go. Like he's yeah. gonna die like right now. Because I, I, I can definitely see it that way. For me, like th- my instant gut reaction was, oh, that he's in in himself. He's crying and he's kind of sad because yes, this is a very happy moment. But I feel like intuitively he realizes what he is leaving behind and the difficult circumstances that he's leaving his family behind. He is leaving yeah. Rhaenyra to be the queen when he knows that no one is going to believe her. No one's going to follow her. No one wants a queen, right? When they can have a king and leaving Allison by herself with, with her, with her dad by her ear and her, her sons who Eamon looks like a fucking 40 year old man now <laughs> who is like, just angry all the time. Like, I feel like to me, it's a very happy moment, but also a super sad one because I feel like he, he's leaving his family in a really fucked situation that, yeah, I feel like he, he thinks he could have fixed by just naming a, a, a anyone, anyone else but Renera heir. And yeah, and I feel like that's why whenever he, he gets carried out, it's like, this is a very, like immediately when he gets carried out, they yeah. start 
they start to kill each other. as soon as he leaves as yeah. soon as he leaves he's out of the picture that's exactly what they do yep. Eamon gets the fucking pig in front of him and strong boys and all chaos breaks loose but Patty Considine 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 I'm sorry for mispronouncing yeah. his name either what way deserves a fucking Emmy what a legend my favorite performance of this show so far yeah. easily easy his tribute was so great. I yeah. Mean, did you see his tribute on Instagram? I didn't. I didn't. Man, what a fucking, like, because when he dies, he, he says, like, it cuts to black and he says, my love. And he said he improvised that line because he said he wanted Viserys to see his dying wife, like, oh. at the very end. So he says, my love. Right. Because he talks to Allison, right? Because he's, he thinks he's talking to Rhaenyra. How, why they both have sons called Aegon, Aegon, who knows? Who the fuck You could have literally man. solved this Come issue on. by naming their son anything else other than Aegon. But, yeah, he says, my love, as soon as Allison leaves, and he's like, my love. But he's like, yeah, he was talking to his wife, who died. I was like, fuck. So, what a well, amazing performance. And yeah, I feel like the performances in this season one are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, there's rarely, there's not a, there's not a performance that I think is like weak um at all um everyone is like bringing like their a game to this show um and yeah i i i just can't wait because at the season one it definitely has its flaws like game of thrones rarely had any flaws maybe later on later in the season of course where this feels like a way more like controlled thing where it's just about like you just gotta pick up the pace a little bit more you can solve a lot of the issues there take your time more on this whereas in game of thrones later on in the season it's like why the fuck are you doing this where it was like genuinely why yep. you know you're questioning it why so it's not that bad it's just you know the low points aren't very low the high points are pretty high so it just stays consistent all throughout stays consistent last yeah. episode what'd you think of it the last episode i liked a lot i did i um was shocked because I I don't I don't read the books. Mm-hmm. I know some people are mad at us because they're like, "Why are you talking about the show? This you is read why the, the books? show is the yeah, thing." It's so funny, but um, I was genuinely shocked. Well, as soon as I saw, um, Aemon's dragon there, I knew this dude's fucked, right? Well, it starts off the episode starts off with him. It starts off with um, the sun, and he's like touching the map of Westeros. And he's telling his mom, I'm not like you. I'm not perfect. I can't get out of situations like you. I'm not, I'm not I don't want to be the, the leader of the, the, the boat army. I don't even know. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. he's being handed down to, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, don't worry. Like you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And throughout the whole episode, he's like, I'm not you mom. I'm not you mom. And he isn't. That's why he fucking dies. And it's so tragic to see that shit. Like, I knew. The moment I knew is, like, everything, every, like, the whole, it's raining, and he lands there, and you see the fucking huge ass dragon. The I was like, this dude's a goner. Dragon, I'm like, this dude's a fucking goner, and it's I'm that, so pissed. From that point, you just, you can't stop looking at his scared yeah, face. I know. He, he's just terrified the he, entire time. And he does act brave, which is. He does. He's a brave little kid, man. And just, like, going to a dragon to another island to be like hey man my mom wants to work with you do yeah. you have no okay i'll uh, i'll get going i'll get going see you later and then he's like amen's like i want your eye and it's just like oh fuck fuck dude 
I, people online are like sympathizing with Eamon. They're like, no, he does deserve his eye. It's equal. I'm like, you guys are fucking monsters, bro. Yeah, that dude's a fucking asshole. Yeah, these, you guys he's are monsters. A, he, he might look cool, but he's yeah. an asshole. This dude's an anime supervillain, but I get it. He's dope. But yeah, he's a kind of an asshole, bro. But I really enjoyed the last episode. I feel like it's, um, I don't know, it adequately set up. Like, I'm excited for season two now because of it. You know, I'm super excited for season two. Yeah. The thing with me is I felt like we're we were going to get a lot more in the last episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's my fault. I, I was expecting so much. I need war. Yeah. Like right now, I yeah. need Alice and Renair to be face to face, going at war. But it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. We got more of like a slower ending. Yeah. Where they're still like obviously spread out from each other. Yeah. Uh, the main family. Mm-hmm. And um, her kid dying. Her kid dying was... It was cool. It was kind of unexpected for me, at least. Yeah. I thought Aegon was just going to fool with him. Like, uh, yeah. I might kill him. Well, I'll might tell you not. what. Who knows? Well, I don't think he, he he didn't mean to kill him. No, he did not mean to that kill start, him. That starts the war. You're a kinslayer. <laughs> You're a kinslayer. You really are. Like, it just you start the you war. You see his face. He's like, wait, I did yeah. not mean to fucking <laughs> yeah. do that. Well, there's moments in that fight, in that chase, where he can't really control his dragon. Like he's it's like so big. No, and the dragon's like a fucking war criminal, dude. Like he's that dragon's been in wars. A war vet. That dude's like, I'm gonna play around with this dragon, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah. And yeah, I think even even the 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 son's dragon, I keep saying we keep saying yeah. his name, his name. But he's like, no. And he the, the dragon blows fire to the huge ass dragon. It's like, what what do you expect now? And Naaman's like, I can't control this fucking thing. When he's like, stop, stop. I like the some of the shots yeah. in that scene where compared to his little dragon, Dude. you get the ginormous dragon floating above Dude. him, above the clouds. I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, that, that dragon isn't even as big as the Eamon's dragon's face. Like, yeah. tiny compared to this yep. dragon. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to get out of there. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was... It's interesting that he died. I knew someone was going to have to die. Yeah. It just happened in fucking yeah. Game of Thrones world. Yeah. Um, but it does set up really well into the next season. Yeah. I mean, we're going to... Uh, uh, we're going to see the Starks next season. Yeah, we Confirmed. are. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Seeing the Starks because that's where the other son went. He went to... Um, uh, what? The North... What's Where the Starks from? Winterfell. Winterfell. Look at look how big of a fans we are. Yeah. Here. They're going to Winterfell. So Winterfell season two. We're gonna see some Starks. Gonna be kind of fire. It's gonna be cool. Everyone loves the Starks, I guess. The show's overall pretty good. Yeah, the show's pretty good. It's not insanely great yet, right? No, yeah, like if I mean look, it's gonna sweep Emmys for sure. We know this, right? But Yeah. But, hey. Patty Constant. Yeah, he let's does. Let's get him that Emmy. Yeah, yeah, let's get him that Emmy for I'm sure. I'm saying. For and sure, and Allison, sure. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two dude, of my Olivia, favorite characters. Olivia Cook is phenomenal. Olivia Cook is amazing. Phenomenal. I love Olivia Cook. Um, yeah, both of them really deserve Just it. Just throw them at all of them, dude. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Emma Darcy will probably have more award consideration post season one. Yeah. Because everything, season one is more in about. How they are going to tackle Renera, and now Renera is like, okay, um, I'm the Black Queen, y'all get behind me, you know. I just liked watching Alicent's rise to yeah. that position. Hell yeah, bro, she's the best. Yeah, 
She literally is the best. She's like, I don't really want to fucking be here right now, no. but I guess I have to. I guess I have to. And now it's like, there's this one scene where the night, the next episode where King Viserys dies and they're all in that warm oh meeting. My God, yeah. And she's like, you've been meaning to, to kill Rhaenyra this whole time behind my back. And this guy's kind of, this guy's one of the council people starting to no queen blah, blah blah and she's like she's like shut your mouth before i send you to the wall or something she says something where she like snaps at him she's like basically saying like shut the fuck up before i send you to the fucking wall right now and she's like trying to think she's like wants to do the what's best right but she's like i heard my husband he said my son is going to be the king and unite the kingdom she's not wrong yeah. that's what he said yeah and so that's why i under that's why i understand allison that's why i i don't hate her I don't. I don't hate her either. She's just like, well, what? I don't like her. I'm like, hopefully, like she's she's um way different than Cersei because I love to hate Cersei. Cersei is like one of those like, oh, I want to hate this person. Yeah, it's more of like a familial thing now. Yeah, it's like you fucked with my family. Like, there's, there's no going back. There's no going back. Yeah, now it's over. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see where season two goes. I'm very excited. Um, obviously, HBO execs are excited because literally every episode, the viewership went up and like record breaking numbers for the finale. 2024. 2024. So people were like, oh, my God, that's so long. Why not next year? I'm like, dude, it takes time, bro. It literally takes time. To animate these dragons. You know bro. how long I waited for Barry season three? No, season four. How long did we wait? Like a year and a half or something. Shit. It's probably two years. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, you can wait. You can wait. It's just how long these things take. Yeah. Let the it quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like year after year. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. But, um, but yeah, that'll be our season one review of House of the Dragons. Um, I guess moving on to what our recent watches. Brian, what have you been watching recently? Uh, I've been watching just movie shows. Like, I watched The Wrestler. I watched On the Count of Three. Great movies. You watched it, right? I watched On the Count of Three. Yeah, yeah. I love I love On the Count of Three. I love it. Yeah. It came out... People... Like, I looked at the IMDb and it came out last year. People were putting it, like, on their list for this year. Interesting. So, I'm not too sure when it came out. But what a, like, amazing little movie. Like, an amazing small movie. Yeah. It didn't feel that small in scope. No, yeah, in scope. No, yeah, but just... Like, the concept is just, you know... Something, you know, mental health and just suicidal thoughts all that all that stuff it's um i don't know like i guess because tiktok and the internet they've become more aware of how people are feeling and are you feeling these thoughts and just that whole concept wrapped into this movie how these two these two guys are have feeling the exact same thing and they're going to kill how themselves they're both, how they both deal with their sickness how their grief right? their, their everything just, uh, just you know they're yeah exactly yeah how they deal with it and I don't know. What did you think about, like... I, I loved it. Yeah. To say the, it's a funny fucking movie. It is, man. Let's it's get that so The movie's hilarious. Yeah. Just, to, like, the dichotomy of the two main characters. Yeah. Um, Where one just got out of a fucking a psych ward <laughs> from trying to kill himself. Yeah. And he's He like, ran away. He's like, actually, I'm fine. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Like, let's not do this again. Yeah. They let him go. Or mm-hmm. actually, no, he fucking escapes. I he forgot. Does. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. He literally escapes. Yeah. And then from the, uh, who's the, the director of the movie? Uh, um, uh, 
Jer- Gerard Carmichael. Gerard Car- Carmichael. Yeah, he plays. He plays and he directs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He uh, did he write it? I don't know. If he he might have wrote it too. Maybe. Um, just his character of just like he's obviously having some family problems. Yeah. Doesn't want to live. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's like, hey man, I also don't want to live. Yeah. Like, come with me Man and with we'll me. kill ourselves. Let's kill ourselves. But they're two very different feelings of sadness, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. One's kind of like on the edge of like, yeah, I don't know if I want to die, but like my life has been shit my entire life. Yeah. Since I was a child, I've been feeling like this. So I, I've taken every prescription. Yeah. Nothing works. Nothing works. Where Jared Carmichael's case is like, I just am recently fucking sad. Yeah. And I want to kill myself like yeah. really bad right now. Yeah. And I, I like that too those two feelings because they all get wrapped up very beautifully by the end of the movie. Like you kind of see how a lot of these things play out yeah. where spoilers or yeah. spoiler right now where one actually does end up killing himself and the other's like, I kind of want to live by the end yeah. of the movie. Jared Carmichael's like character is like, I just want to live. They're like, completely the opposite. I don't want to live anymore because they start off the opposite where exactly uh, Gerard Carmichael is telling Christopher Abbott it's like let's do it let's do it right now and Christopher Abbott's like which he's phenomenal by the way Christopher yes, Abbott yes he's so good yeah well he's like well wait, come on let's just wait it's like come on do you really want to yeah, kill yourself right, want, now? right now like let's just have like a last, like a last day let's just do whatever we need to do and Gerard's like no like I kind of want to do it right now like I don't have time to waste he doesn't want to face kind of the issues in his life yeah, a little bit exactly right and he's like I just want to be done with it and christopher abbott's like come on now let's just let's do the things that we've always wanted to do our last day and how it completely switches because it takes christopher abbott i think a little bit for him to come around um to want to kill himself even though he's been trying to already he's tried he had a suicide attempt in the psych ward where that's why gerard carmichael's like what do you mean you already tried to kill yourself he's like yeah but you know fucking just the funniest shit ever. it's like 20. different for him yeah but it also makes sense because yeah. he's been feeling like that since a child as a child he's, he's been bullied the, he's been all that stuff he's, he's taken every medication yeah nothing fucking works nothing works so what do you think i'm gonna do yeah right yeah and yeah just how the whole like you said dichotomy switches at the very end where i guess because they're out of options and christopher abbott is the one that i don't know pretty much started like this police chase at the very end where he killed or, or Gerard Carmichael kills mm-hmm. the person who abused Christopher Abbott as a young kid. But it was played by Henry Winkler. We already talked about a little bit of Barry. Yes. Played by Henry Winkler. Yes. But how he, uh, Gerard, Car- Gerard Carmichael ends up killing Dr. Brenner and they go on this police chase and Christopher Abbott's like, I'm ready to die. Like he's dead. Let's do this. And Gerard Carmichael realizes that he do, he wants to live. He just saw his family. He just know? saw his family. He, he's, he's like, a, I kind of don't want to die anymore. I don't want to die anymore. And they're on this police chase, and they're, it's like this, it's this police chase that's heading in one direction, and it only has one ending that makes sense. But Gerard Carmichael's like, this doesn't make sense for me anymore. Like I'm going to actively solve my problems and solve my issues, and if it means that I have to go to jail, I have to do this. Like, he found the reason to live. Yeah. And Christopher Abbott is like, I completed my last day. I completed everything that I wanted to do. This is it for me. This is the end of the road. So let me take the blame for the killing. Let me kill myself right now. And he does, which is like, it's very bitter. It's very sad. It's very, like, um, 
you know, they make jokes. He's like drunk as fuck. Oh, too. he's super fucking he's drunk. He's super funny. He's super funny, super drunk. And he's like yelling on like on this police chase and Jar Jamar Jamar. He starts throwing out slurs. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just my, you know, I don't really say this, whatever. But (laughs) it's just so fucking funny. He's like, dude, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You're drunk. Shut up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling so pumped right now. You know, but it's just yeah, it's just the whole. What a cool concept, you know. What a. Very interesting concept from yeah. the beginning to where yeah. they both are aiming the gun at themselves. Yeah. And it cuts when they shoot. Yep. Obviously, they're probably not dead. Yeah. But he, he fucking moves the gun. I love yeah. how he just moves the gun. He's like, no, no, I wasn't ready. You don't yeah. understand. I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> we have to time this perfectly. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. Yeah. I love uh, this movie. It's just like a little hidden gem. It is a not, hidden not, gem. Not many people really talked about it, but they should. It's a super short movie. It's like an hour and 26 minutes. Super short. Super funny. Like a Disney Channel original it, movie. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> That's the length. Yeah, it's super hilarious too. Like J.B. Smooth plays the uh, Gerard Carmichael's dad. Oh, yeah. In, uh, in the movie. Oh, they just kick his ass. Yeah, literally. Tiffany Haddish is in here too. Um, yeah, man. This movie's um the hidden gem. And if you haven't seen it, Gerard Carmichael, I think this is his directorial debut. So what are like? On Hulu. I think it's streaming yeah. specifically on Hulu. On Hulu. So oh, an amazing movie. Um, anything else you want to say about? Uh, no, it's fucking great. Go yeah. watch it if you haven't. Watch it on the count of three. One, two, three. Two, three. Oh, watch fuck. it. We fucked, oh, it we fucked that we shit up. We would have. Yeah. We would have not made it. <laughs> One of us would have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> would have been like. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I recently saw Michael Bay's ambulance movie. Ambulance movie. Yeah, did you? It came out this year with Jake Gyllenhaal, and um, oh, let me look up. Let me look up the cast actually, because there's a couple of there's three big names in this movie. Dude, Ambulance was my first review on Letterboxd. Really? Yeah. Yes. Um, Aisa Gonzalez, Jake Gyllenhaal, and then um, Yaha Abdul Mateen the second. I'm. Please forgive me if I mispronounce the name, but he's very good, and everything that he's in. Um, he was in Candyman. He was in the Watchmen series. Um, but yeah, I mean, the standout is Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously. What a fucking funny performance from him. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he plays a bro. He just plays a bro in this movie. He just plays a guy. He plays a, a one of the guys, one of the yeah. bros in this movie. Um, directed by Michael Bay. This movie looks very cool to look at. Mm-hmm. It's not shot. In a very um, classical way, I'm not even gonna. I don't know if that's the right word. It's very. There's a lot of drone shots in this movie that are very. Um, it's super like NCI burn <laughs> notice, like that, like mid two thousands. Yeah. Like investigator drama. Yeah, that's how the film. This that's the best way I can describe yeah. it. Um, it's very action packed. Yeah. There's not a lot of substance to the characters. Maybe to the maybe just the two. That's it. Everyone else is very like just it's a lot of good action though. I was entertained the entire time. Were you? I, the best the, the best way I can describe it is that I noticed how the script wasn't really good. Yeah. From the opening I realized from the very beginning I knew was what I, what I was getting myself into, and yet I never could turn off the movie. That's interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie, mm-hmm. 
just on a this was this was actually one of those movies where I had to dis disconnect my brain, you know, just bump zah, disconnect my brain, yeah, and just watch it. And I was laughing; it was funny. Too long, yeah, and it's not even that long. It felt long. It felt like a two hour and a half movie. It felt like a Transformers movie, right? Where I'm like, oh shit, there's a lot of action, there's a lot of stuff, lots going, a lot of stuff going on, but I was entertained. By the end of it, I was like, you know what? I had a pretty good time. And in my letterbox review, I just wrote, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is really funny. LOL. He is. Um, am I going to watch this again? Probably not. But this was like for like a Friday night where I was by myself. I don't know what to do. I was like, let me watch Ambulance. Watch it's Ambulance, on, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Let me mm-hmm. watch it. And I had a good time. But did, do you feel the same way? Do you hate it? Do you love I it? I remember when the movie first came out, right? Me and my friends were watching it. And... We were like, fuck it. Let's watch this new Michael Bay movie. Let's do it. Let's see how good it is. Because, like, yeah, we're at that point where we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. About, like, if it was like, whoa, the movie's mind-bendingly good. Like, Dude. We just put on something and we'll watch it. Yeah. And it inspired me to create a letterbox account and write my first yes, that's Here's your, my that, thing. Let's hear it. Here's my thing. I love movies like this. Yeah. I enjoy turn yeah. off your brain movies. They yeah. can be fun, yeah. but I just found this movie to be boring. I'll yeah. say it right here, but yeah. I'll start reading my, let's um, read it. It, it. Actually, where can the people follow you on Letterboxd? They can follow me at Brian Prado. I said that wrong last time. It was, I said Bry Prado, but it's not. It's Brian. Fuck more original. I got yeah, my Brian. whole name in there. B-R-Y-A-N. P-R-E-D-O. Yeah. And it, here it goes. One and a half stars. Oh, shit. <laughs> For some reason, Brooklyn Theory people like this movie a lot. There's a lot of people I I follow on Twitter that are from Brooklyn and they they read Theory. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you got to watch this movie. It's the best movie ever. And I was like, okay. Wow. And I'm here to tell you that they are all lying. Yeah. Yes, it is cool to like some Michael Bay movies when they are at least entertaining, but Ambulance puts you to sleep. When you drag your cursor over the progress bar and realize that there's still half an hour left inside this V8 monster machine driving 70 miles per hour. No, I did not pirate this movie. I did not do that. I am from the future. I, I watched the movie from the future. Uh-huh. Um, leaving your room after playing Modern Warfare 2. I'm, I'm giving you some scenery. Yeah, yeah. Think of it. You're, it's 2009, right? Yeah. You leave your room after playing some Modern Warfare 2. Not today, because I know Modern Warfare 2 actually just came out recently. So not today. Not today. 2009. Yes. It's fucked up. And a new Avatar movie dropping. You see yeah. that meme? Yeah. It's like you play Modern Warfare 2 and Avatar. And Avatar. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2 and Avatar Warfare 2. now. Again. Again. It's fucking weird, dude housing bubble is going to collapse yeah literally then sitting next to your theo while he is watching a movie like this this is latino culture this is bro listen watching this type of movie is like you you're at a family event it's late some people are sleeping some people are still drinking yeah this movie is on in the living room it's some type of michael bay movie you just sit there and you you're in the middle of it and you watch it and like that was fun that was whatever this is that type of movie this is you know what this is this is uh Literally a uh, Dos Equis beer. Yeah. Where you, your uncle's like, here, mijo, take this yes. Dos Equis. And you drink it and you're like, I, the the conversation was nice. I'm drinking the beer, but that's it. I, this drink is gross. Like if I'm, if I'm in my house and I'm thirsty or I want to, you know, I want to, I would drink an alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. Dos Equis does not cross my mind. But when you're in a family setting and that's yeah, all they have, 100%. here you go. I'm going to drink Dose Dos Equis. Dose me up. Yeah. So I said, it's Latino culture. So shitting on this movie is out of pure love for the art mm-hmm. of Michael Bay himself. There we go. Because I do think he's incredible at what he does. I think he's I think he's a talented director 
who should never be allowed to write a movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't disagree with you yeah. there. Um, the one saving grace of this movie was the random close-ups of Jake Gyllenhaal's face pondering his next evil plot. Oh my god, that was so good! I I didn't realize what that meme was there, from. There was a there was a a shot, a specific shot in this movie. It's etched into my brain. Yeah, where he lets this guy into the bank. Oh, the the, the it, cop. It, he lets a cop into the bank. Yes, and the cop passes him, and you see like a almost like a grimace. Yeah, on Jake Gyllenhaal's face. It's fucking dude, hilarious. It's the dude. best. Man. It's the best face ever, dude. I, I had no idea what that because I'm like, what movie is this from? Like, there's a meme where they use that little fucking segment. I'm like, where is that from? Me and my friends were like immediately in a Discord call, like, pause it. You pause we got it. a screenshot of this. Yeah. Post it on Twitter. Yeah. And then I remember we screenshot it the wackiest screenshot. It was like Ambulance 20. You know how, like, some uh, Twitter pages they they say the name of the film the year it came out just like of like really good shots oh yeah the, the one perfect shot like, yeah, yeah like do this on twitter and it's like the ugliest looking <laughs> out of frame like it's like distorted it's yeah. all like noisy it makes no sense like yeah, ambulance. Gonna be funny ambulance. And like that's like kind of like the vibe we're going with with this movie yeah we're not yeah. taking it seriously at all if you take it seriously then you what are you doing this review it could be looked at i was taking it too seriously no but i no. genuinely felt this movie was boring. No, yeah. There's some scenes in the ambulance where they have to stay at a certain speed. Yeah. They go. They can't go too fast. I think yeah. the ambulance is like locked yeah. at like 60 miles an hour. Either well, that, it, or they can't go too fast because of the fucking dying guy. Yeah, the, the dying guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I they're like, the keep it at a constant 60. I'm like, yeah. oh man, my blood is fucking <laughs> pumped right now, man. Yeah. We're going 60 miles an hour. No fucking way. Yeah. I'm like, that was stupid. <laughs> Like the scenes where she is like trying to save the guy. Those are the best scenes. Those are the best scenes. Those are the best I was scenes. Like that is awesome. Where she's like fistful deep into this yeah. guy's like yes. sternum. You gotta take it out. You gotta take it out. Oh my fucking that god. That was the like, best. Th- those were good. Yeah. I said I love the cop, by the way. Which cop? The 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 main guy. The main cop. The one that was running. Johnny with Knoxville? The... He looked like Johnny Knoxville. He does, yeah. Not yeah. He's in somewhere. I forgot where he's from. I don't know where he's from. But just like he's kind of funny. No, no, the movie's hilarious. Yeah, the movie's funny. In the Michael Bay version, funny. In the Michael Bay, there's version. some moments where I'm like, that was not funny, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god, I could tell. It's like super dad culture, dude. It is, bro. It's, it's steel culture. It bro. is steel culture. It 100 is. is. Yeah, like when the like the truck breaks down at the beginning of the heist, and the cops like, let me help you finish. Like, oh no, this guy's this cop's coming. Let me try to let me try to razzle dazzle him or something. Yeah. Like, Thanks, man. I'll, I'll bring you my mom's plate of food or something. Yeah. I'm like, ha 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 ha. So fucking funny. It's that yeah. type of movie. Bro. Yeah. Um, I finished up by saying, uh, for a guy who did 37 successful bank highs, you would think this one should be no problem. Whatever. I'm just happy they got fake Stone Cold Steve Austin and Johnny Knoxville to play cops. Yeah. Give me and the pal something to laugh at about. This movie was boring. That's yeah. that was my letter. What a, what a well written review, actually. But, I do have love for these movies because they're so dumb, but they're so fun. Well, yeah, look, because in a critical eye, that's probably the good amount of stars you would give it. In a critical eye, yeah, this movie is boring. I would never watch this again. You had to, I had to be in a specific mindset. I was bored. I didn't feel like watching Ikaru. I didn't feel like watching anything else. Yeah, uh, Paris, Texas. I didn't feel like watching a Zodiac right now. I, I wanted to watch a Michael Bay action movie. Yeah. Where someone is riding in an ambulance. I just feel like the parts that were so slow were 
they were just filling up time. Yeah. Like nothing was happening. Yeah. They were just driving an ambulance, going 60 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> this script like, is bad, like bro. Occasionally a cop will <laughs> fucking whoop, yeah. whoop, fucking crashes car, yeah. burst in flames, explodes. Like, okay, we got to hold people's attention. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I get it. I'm not trying to shit on this type of movie either. I love these types of movies. Yeah. It's just this one for me was just Well, look, look, look at have you ever seen Unstoppable with with um Chris Pine and Denzel Washington where they're they're on a yes. train and it can't stop? Yes. Watch that one instead. Yeah. That movie is really fucking good actually. Or um uh Speed with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock where like this bus cannot drop this speed. <laughs> Let's go, right? Yeah. Like there's movies that if you want to look at a critical eye, that passed that too, right? But this isn't one of them. This is just like turn off your brain, or else I, you're not gonna have a good I time. I love how like in all these movies, they just have like a a handy Mexican group yep. of guys who just to. commit violent crimes yep. against cops. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because that's like, the Michael Bay way. It's like we got you. Here's a turret that we're yeah, gonna shoot at. Exactly. Yeah, here's a fucking. Here's a. This is the of a cartel. Yeah. Let me help you out. <laughs> I love how yeah. all these movies have like one version of that. Yeah. Like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. This. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? Kind of of the David Ayer movie that we saw with Shia LaBeouf. I didn't that? watch that. Oh, you didn't watch that one mm-hmm. where he's like a g- gangster homes in <laughs> where he's a gangster homes in yeah, LA and in the LA culture. That's what it reminded me of. Wow, that's a bad movie. Um, yeah, I think um, in terms of looking at it at a critical eye, this script is horrendously bad, horrendously bad. And yet, like I said before, I finished the whole movie and I was like, that was a good time. They couldn't kill him. They didn't want him to die because that would be murder. They wanted everything to be clean, right? Yeah. Was that why they wanted to keep him alive? Well, yeah, because if they were to be caught, they wouldn't be charged with man. So even though they let their whole team right, they were fucking just killing fucking people, murdering each other. I don't understand the plan in the first place. I don't understand. Well, he was like, "We have to go. We can still make it out." How? You're being chased by helicopters. How are you going to leave? Of course, you were going to that little. And also, we can't drive too fast because yeah. we don't want this guy to die. Oh no, yeah. Well, they already know your face, right? So how is he gonna go yes, back to his wife? Yes, that's why uh, the part where why don't you wear your mask? Where the investigators like you know this guy? Oh yeah, he's like a, the most successful yeah, bank heist robber huh? ever. Thirty-seven successful bank heist, and it's like, are you fucking yeah, kidding me, yeah, dude? Yeah, this guy sucks. <laughs> it's so funny too because um, the way he lets that cop enter. Oh, it's why so would good. you do that? But it's like the funniest shit because he's like the extreme awkward close-up it's like almost a dutch angle of his face where yes. he's like i know what i'm gonna do now yeah. you're gonna you're gonna kidnap a fucking cop that's your plan i love like the reason why he went in he's like i'm finally gonna do it i'm gonna give her my number we're gonna go on a date such he's a fucking like, michael bay shit to do too man <laughs> just like such a michael bay shit in a hostage situation now literally literally bro i was like what was your goal here why'd you let the cop in so funny yeah oh my god dude jake don't know funny as fuck man. yeah um, but yeah, I think if Jake Dylan was in this movie, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. Maybe. To be yeah. honest. There's just, there's a lot of funny moments yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to watch Ambulance or On the Count of Three, probably start with On the Count of Three. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a way, way better movie. It's shorter, I think too. Shorter, better, faster, yeah. stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those have been our recent watches. Oh man. Um, I guess something we both saw. TV show wise was the White Lotus. The White Lotus, yeah. Um, did you see season one? I watched all of it. All of it. Um, and you saw the first episode of season two. Did correct because we're on the second episode that comes out. I need to rewatch it. Yeah, first episode. I didn't remember much. I was like, 
towards the end of like sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I was like really in and out, you know? Yeah. Um, season one, what did you think about the white Lotus? I watched it after it got all the Emmys. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And so people were like, this is the greatest show ever. Like, look how many Emmys it won. It deserves everything. Yeah. I was like, at that time, I was still like mad about other shows not receiving Emmys. Yeah. So I was like, whatever, fuck this show. I don't want to watch it. Got some more recommendations. Also, like nothing's really on or out that I want to see. So I was like, fuck it. I'll watch this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a pretty great show. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's fun. It's reality TV it's for me. Weird. It's odd. It's so weird. It's no, I don't want to say this. I don't. But this is what I was contemplating on saying before the show about this show. About the White Lotus. It makes me uncomfortable because of the rich white culture of it. I'm not familiar with this. In terms of like the... Well, like treating people like shit? Yeah, and just how they're all shitty they're human all beings. There, there's like some outliers, but yeah. they're all pretty bad. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Oh, oh. And I'm just like, it's one of those like funny, uncomfortable for me. That's why the show works for me. It's like a funny, uncomfortable feeling. Yep. That I have watching this show. Um, yeah, like at the very end, like Alexand- Alexandria Daddario's character is like married to like the. The worst husband oh, yeah. so imaginable. Bad. A man child. So and bad. And she's like, well, I love you at the very end. It's like, bro, this is white people shit. Like, what are you doing? I do found its themes of like family. Yeah. I there is complex stuff. I there. feel like it wrapped up very well. This, yes. This well well like a summary. So like they're on an ocean on an island for yeah. a resort. Yeah. And Hawaii. Just vacation in yeah. Hawaii. And they're just going to spend vacation there, you know? Mm-hmm. One's on a honeymoon. One's with their family, just one's doing family. normal family yeah. stuff. Uh, she's like a CEO. Yeah, super fucking successful CEO. Super successful. One is... We don't know why one's there. Oh, one's there to send her mom's ashes into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's having kind oh of like a God. depressing trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Another more. one is there for... White Lotus. Why, why, there's like four families, right? Well, one of there's the, a honeymoon, the honeymoon, family, honey family, the single lady who's there on her own, yeah, with that, her mom. Um, her name is um, um, oh, she's super famous. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer her Coolidge. Name, Jennifer Coolidge is the one with the ashes. Then we have like the the resort leader, the resort manager. We're following the resort manager. Yes, yeah. the resort manager. We have um, well, this is season two. No, I'm not talking about season two. We're following um, who else? Well, the the two girls, like the ones of the family, one of them um, has a thing for for one of the the resort people there. Oh, oh yeah. We have Jennifer Coolidge's character is also talking to one of the resort massage employees, people, employees, yeah. and she's like, "I can finally get my own business running." And she's like, "No, how about not right no, now? No, not right now. Well, I just have a lot of things on my plate." Yeah, this show's weird in the sense of its tones. I'll say yeah. that. At one point, it feels like a mystery where, like, something's weird about this island. Yeah. You don't know what it is. And this yeah. island is, in itself is bigger than... It, it, it's, like, the main it's a character. character of the show yeah, at yeah. one point. Yeah. Then other points, it feels like Ted Lasso. 
Yeah. Where it feels like just like your normal show you would watch yeah. every day. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's see what the gang's up to, yeah. right? Yeah. On this weird island. Huh? That's, <laughs> that's why it reminds me a lot of reality TV. Where uh, it's like, yeah. or I'm like, okay, what are, what is this family going to do today? What are they, exactly. what are they, what are they going to do now? What are they going to do today? It's, it's caught between that and like, is like the island going to fucking eat them? Like what, yeah. what weird shit's about to happen? Yeah. Right. But no, it's just like a drama about four different families, relationships happening simultaneously and yeah. how they kind of intertwine with each other. Yeah. Uh, that's what the show is mainly about. It has themes of like family drama, like perversion. Yeah. Uh, just like mar- marital marital problems. Yeah, I yeah, I the best way I can describe it Deals is like of grief, rich rich people problems, rich people problems. This is the rich people problems right here. My favorite part of the show. This is what sold it for me at the very end. I was like, okay, this show is really good. I understand why one enemies, why yeah. one enemies. Um, was the family that dynamic between Sydney Sweeney's family. Mm-hmm. Um. So like like I said, her mom is like super fucking rich. Yeah. Owner of this giant tech girl company. Boss. Girl boss. Sydney Sweeney and her friend are both yeah. in college. I remember they're, they're sophomores in college. Yeah. And they're both like super uh anti. Yeah. Just like yeah. everything. Yeah. Just well, Gen they're, Z. They're, like that's, like, that's pretty much all they're socialists. Uh, yeah. Oh, at one point she was like, You're not as capitalist, you're yeah, not a socialist. socialist. So it's like yeah. she's like some other form on Twitter. Yeah. The mom's like criticizing that. Yeah, and like, criticize everything. Who knows, right? Yeah. I love the relationship they built her, her like almost hating her mom. Yeah. She's like, I don't like you people. You're the reason why the world's bad. Yeah. But that's her mom. Yeah. But also that's her too. That's her. Yeah. That is she, literally her. She, she doesn't realize like, this is why the show works so well too. Because like, you know, I'm like, I, I, I said at the beginning, I'm like, why does Alexandra Daddario go back to her husband? Who's a fucking shitty ass human being. But like, this is the position that like rich white people are in mm-hmm. where like Sydney Sweeney's character is like, Oh, corporations are bad. You're bad. Capitalism society has, has collapsed the, the, the system that we now live in. And it's because of you and it's because of me, but she is also the rich white asshole girl who doesn't give a She's fuck about anyone's an, feelings. To her own even, family, to her, her family, brother, dude. To, to everyone else. She's like, she doesn't, she could give she, a fuck. Yeah, she doesn't, she does she doesn't care. care. To her own best care. friend. To her own best friend. I don't give a fuck about you. What are you doing is this. I have to protect, like, at one point she goes back, she's like, my, I have to protect my family. Like, yeah. You're, you're talking about my family. The same people she was criticizing. Yeah. She, she was like, they're at a rich resort in Hawaii. So rich. And this is the problems that they're having where like they have, they're, they're, touching upon real world issues but at the end of the day i'm rich so i can really don't i don't really doesn't really affect me all that much the the scene or the relationship between her and her best friend sandy Sweeney and her best friend yeah what they go through of just like dealing with past stuff is like okay i know you tried to get with my boyfriend mm-hmm. well probably not her boyfriend someone that her best friend was talking to yeah sandy Sweeney tried to intervene try to yeah. get him yeah so it's a weird relationship there mm-hmm. It's kind of happening again at the resort. Yeah. She finds someone she likes. Then she tries to take it away from her. Yeah. Because she's like the rich white kid. Yeah. Um, But then her relationship with her family where she kind of hates them. You kind of get that sense that she hates them. Yeah. But then when it comes down to choose at the very end, yeah. her friend pulls some shit where it's like, I need you to go steal these bracelets yeah. from. They're rich. They just leave them there. From this mom. And then something bad happens. Yeah. She goes back to the resort. 
which was a great scene when they're about to go um, scuba diving. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, you can't, you can't keep poking at the bear. She said something about like poking at the bear for just like her not talking. She doesn't really communicate well to her family. She's always doing work. So they always like poke at her, but then she finally lets it all out. Like she cries. She goes, I don't like you guys talking shit to me in that way. Like mm-hmm. it hurts my feelings. Like you guys like really, she finally shows some human emotion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Goes back to the hotel or the resort and gets fucking almost beat up. Yeah, I know. Literally. She almost gets beat up. She gets attacked. Yeah. She gets attacked by the person robbing. Yeah. They then find out that it was, well, at least Sydney Sweeney's character finds out that it was her. Yeah. Just go send the guy to go rob him. And the, the moment she chooses to go hug her family, hug her yeah, mom. Yeah. Versus the the daughter's friends. Who she was with the entire trip. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It's me and you against my family because yeah. my family's so annoying. Yeah. But, you know. At the end, she, the cho- end she chooses she's her family. family. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I, I like that it turned out that way. I like that when it comes down to it, when it comes to down down to real situations, I don't want my mom to be hurt. Exactly, yeah. Like, I, m- I might hate her for right now because yeah. of, like, her position in the world. Yeah. But it's also my mom. Like, exactly, I can't yeah. fucking hate her forever. Yeah. And then you got the, the family just grows closer together after yeah. that happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. At the end of the vacation, kind of. I really like that. I like that. And the... It happens with the boyfriend and the wife, the honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. They're going on a honeymoon. They just got married. Mm-hmm. And the boyfriend's a dick. His parents. Oh, he's such own, a snob. His, his parents are like super fucking rich. He didn't do any work. He's just like. Wants, Mom, they gave me the wrong hotel room. Yeah. They just want a trophy. Like he just like kind of just wants a trophy wife. Yeah. He does. At the end of the day, that's kind of just what he's looking for. Yeah. And even then he brings his mom on vacation. Yeah. In the middle of it. I know. And it's like kind of him just choosing his family too rather yeah. than the person he thought he was in love with. Right? Yeah. It, it's a lot of that. It's a, it's a lot of like, oh, no, I choose family more than I choose you. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't, you're not worth to me that much. Right? Yeah. It's kind of what it ends up being. Yeah. I, I, I like that those arcs got closed. Yeah. In the season. That's, but they do end up back together at the end. They do. Yeah. Because, well, because the, the resort manager goes there and it's like, he dies. He's the one that dies. He does die. Yeah, he's the one that dies. Because at the very beginning of the of the show, they show someone dying. Like they did, they do that in season uh, season two as well, where someone's dead in yeah. the water, and then someone is bringing the like. You think it's his wife or something? Because like, yeah, someone died, and he's thinking about fuck. Throughout the whole show, you're waiting for someone to die. Die, yeah. yeah. And it's the resort manager that dies mm-hmm. accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah, by I him. Mean, his arc too. Yeah. His arc too was fucking crazy. Yeah, he's a funny. I love that he tried to piss the guy off so yeah, many times. Literally. Oh my god, he was both of them were just being pieces of good shit to each, to each other, dude. Yeah, it yeah. was so good. Yeah. That moment when he's like um he he sends him to the boat with the Jennifer Coolidge's character. Yeah. With the ashes. With the ashes. She's basically having a funeral. Yeah. And he's Crying. there trying to have a nice intimate dinner with yeah. his with his wife. Yeah. He can't. He can't, bro. It's fucking so good. Yeah, it's so good. I, I love I love that episode. Um the show's pretty funny. Yeah, the right? show's funny, yeah, yeah. The show's hilarious. Uh but when you when you need those like moments of drama, you do get them. Yeah. They're there. Uh like Well you t- I'll, I'll you talk about it more. What do you have to say? Oh no, yeah. I, I was gonna say like um 
the the reason why this show works a lot so well is like i said before it's like reality tv Mm -hmm. there are situations where in reality tv you don't get anywhere else right even though there are the problems that we might face but they're like in an elevated situation someone cheated on me i got a divorce um my family is doing this really so fucking weird oh my god the drama i want to like kiss your boyfriend oh my god like there's like the regular problems that people have in the world but just elevated right these are like the problems that rich people have right they're in a resort in hawaii you would assume like you're like if my family was there like we would all have a good time yeah it'd be fun it'd be fun right but at the end of the day you have to have some drama especially with these rich people because they don't have any drama like they don't have the money issues that we have they don't have this they don't have that they don't have to worry about that kind of stuff so the stuff that they do worry about it dramatizes them so so much so like things get personified the city the hawaii the resort gets personified this gets personified yeah. all the problems that they have is like what's happening what's going on someone dies oh my god that's crazy and then it goes back to well we're a family again let's go back to our normal lives let's let's be husband and wife again like that's whatever and it's like that's why like the show is so you know people love this show because it's like oh my god all this drama i can't wait to see season two it's like a different you know different people yeah, different, different dramas um like season like episode one of season two same thing people are like talking about fucking uh theo james is like dong yeah that like you see like they're like it's a prosthetic guys sad news it's a prosthetic mm-hmm. fucking you know but yeah that same thing where you're starting to see like the little cracks in the crevices and and these couples these rich couples and you know the family as well that's there like with the italian family where like it's the the dad the grandpa and the son that's all there. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge is back with her assistant and assistant. Five years later. They've been five married years. for five years. Crazy. Her and the fisherman. Yeah. It's, this is one part where they're about to have sex and he's like, I'll be right back. She's like, well, I'm ready now. He's like, well, I got fucking swamp balls. Like, you know, like <laughs> And she's like, he's constantly thinking about me. <laughs> it's like fucking stupid, bro. He's also a dick too to her. Like, you ate five truffles. Her arc was really interesting. Throughout the first season, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge's character. Yeah. Because at first, she's extremely sad. Yeah. Like, I'm here to bury my mother's ashes in the yeah. water. <sighs> Can I just get a massage? And yeah. Like, well, we actually don't have massages booked for you right now. Super depressed. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but we'll make something work for you. Is that yeah. okay? He's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's super like that. All right. He starts crying. Yeah. Like, you get the sense that all these people are really fucking rich, but some of them are very different from each other. No, yeah. Very different. They're not yeah. all, like, the rich stereotype of, like, I need it right now. Like, I just do it for me now or yeah. else I'm going to rate this. There's one character like that, the, yeah, the, the, the husband, husband of the, in the honeymoon. Yeah. Um, But her character, she's a lot more, she wants to help these people, yeah. right? Like, she develops a relationship with, the employee who does like really good massages is like wow you're the best like yeah. you're so good i want to you, you heal me start a business yeah and it's and it's like the typical thing where it's like they get it's like a a white person gets a person of color and it's like i want to help you yeah and it's like okay here's my plan actually, actually that kind of requires work so and money and i don't want to do that i kind of don't want to do that I'm very sorry, but I'm in a better place because of you. Thank you so much. You helped me. In the end of it, she was in a better place. Yeah. Because basically her reasoning for not helping her, obviously she doesn't want yeah. to help her because yeah. that wasn't even a, really a thought. No, it was just it was, like talking, like yeah. whatever. But she was in a much better place because in the first start of the season, yeah. extremely depressed about her mom. Yeah. 
but when she finds like a relationship, someone that she can hang on to, yeah. Well, that that's actually not good. She's actually probably in a worse place. In no, the end yeah. Of the, in the end of the season, because yeah. I remember there's a specific talk she does. She goes, "Well, I don't want to do this with you right now." She's yeah. like talking to the fisherman. He's like, "I'm crazy. Like, you don't want to be with me. Like, yeah. if if I just hang on to you, I'm still just like worsening my problem. Like, I need to like learn to live with myself." He's about to die too, isn't he? Does Is he have he? terminal something? Does he have? Does he have cancer? Damn, he might. He might not. He might not. No. Fuck. No, I haven't seen this show in a while. Either way, she, she maybe yeah maybe that's why she's in another season yeah. of the show because yeah. her arc is not completed. Yeah. But she's definitely happier by the end of the season yeah. than she was because of finding the fisherman. Yeah, literally. But her assistant. Yeah. Yeah. You get the f- leaf. <laughs> Shoes her away. The assistant's like, I fucking hate it here. Those are much. She's like, she's so rich and she has a bunch of problems. Like, I don't know what to solve them. The mom's like, honey, just go with the flow. I don't know if she's talking with her friend. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, man. The, hopefully this show picks up with like the absurd stuff later because you already got that a little bit with Aubrey Plaza's character. There's one thing that I needed to point out. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't get it out of my system uh-huh. when I was watching the show. Mm-hmm. The fucking score. Oh, Yeah. The score happens nonstop. Yeah, dude. It fit, that's why the show's weird. No, that, that's probably what it is. The show's not weird because of the tones. Do, 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 it's weird because of the fucking do, 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 score, bro. Yeah. It happens in the first two episodes and it's like, fine, whatever. But then the third one happens like, wait, what am I watching? It, 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 it made it immediately you start thinking like, what kind of show is this because yeah. of the score? Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm telling you, it's like reality TV where like you get the dramatic sound effects where you hear that score. I'm like, yes, I hear this. It happens almost every scene. Yeah. <laughs> There's like the score happening. And then the the the, the real the, the drums are dumb. Yes. Dumb. Yes. Dumb. I'm like, dude, what is going on right now? You do hear that a lot. I didn't realize that. That's the one thing that out. weirded me out about the show is like, yeah. oh my god, the fucking score is yeah. happening nonstop. <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> it, in the last few episodes oh, it calms down it, it calms does, down yeah. like you get these really intense moments with the characters and it stops and you notice it you're like holy yeah. fuck Finally. it stopped and we can actually fuck. just like watch this scene without yeah. any score yeah uh, those moments are towards the end but like everything before that i tr- i just remember this fucking score does not stop yeah for a second yeah the score is updated in this new one it is but updated. it's still the same melody like still the same song, basically, which is updated. That was like my only gripe with it yeah. is, is the score just happens yeah. so much. That's dude. true, man. It literally, I that that score was stuck in my head after I watched it forever. Just hearing that score, hearing the score dumb, dumb, and then it's like, I'm like, dude, shut up. That's why it felt so weird. Yeah, it's like, what yeah. type of show am I watching? Exactly. Yeah. No, I can understand that. Yeah, but it's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, if you want. Something to watch to keep you entertained. The White Lotus is definitely that. HBO has a lot of that type of shows where, or just like shows in general where they get people talking like week after week. Yeah. Like after this season, uh, season two, episode one, when everyone's talking about fucking the fucking, the, the, the bull penis, the yeah. fucking humongous penis mm-hmm. that fucking Theo James has. People are like, oh my God, is it real? Is it not real? Aubrey Plaza, she's better than me. Blah, blah, blah. Aubrey Plaza is pretty good in it too. She's yeah, so she awkward. Is. She's so like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Where she, like, obviously, she, like these people are kind of assholes and like don't care about people and 
you know the climate and she's like yeah we're all dying blah 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 and they're like okay don't be dramatic now you know it's pretty funny yeah but um yeah I'm, I'm interested to see where season two goes i'll definitely be tuning in for sure um yeah i guess moving on to our which is better the final segment of this podcast holy fuck yeah it's a big one today it's batman v batman which is better 2022's the batman versus 2008's the dark knight or 2009's the dark knight i think it's eight 2008 the dark knight directed by christopher nolan and then the batman directed by matt reeves brian which is better the batman directed by matt reeves it's better listen uh, hey this hey. is a tough one this is a fucking tough one well, this dude. is a tough one that's why we saved the you know the best for last mainly because we've talked about christopher nolan in the past he makes such legendary shit yeah the batman or the dark knight it's the top of the list it's probably the most legendary when you think of batman you think of Heath Ledger's Joker. You think of that insane performance. You think of the insane action. Mm-hmm. The plots. Yeah. All the performances are 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah how, how does that... How does that... Not better than what just came out. Yeah. The Batman. Depressing. Emo. Yeah. Emo Batman. Robert Pattinson. Why would you Twilight like that Batman? one more? Yeah, why would you like that? It's going to be tough, but yeah. I do ultimately think that Batman's better. Only for a few slight reasons. What I can really tell the difference between these two movies apart, obviously we're handling the same IP of Batman. Mm-hmm. But what I feel... I'll start off with The Dark Knight. What I feel The Dark Knight does really well mm-hmm. is its performances, its characters... It's yeah. rich characters of right off the bat, Heath Ledger's yeah. the Joker. Oh mm-hmm. my fucking god. Yeah. That iconic. is known as like one of the best performances ever. Iconic. It's iconic. Um Fuck, where was it? Where was I going? Oh yeah, the performances. Yeah. Insane. It's what in my opinion holds the movie so high. Yeah. You wouldn't get you, you I don't think the movie would be as good if it wasn't for it's insane cast. It's yeah. insane performances. Yeah. I don't think the movie... It's action's phenomenal. It really is. It's plot progression is great. You, you never want to look away from the, the from the screen. Yeah. It holds your attention the entire time. The entire time. It's a pretty long movie, right? It's like decently long. Um, Both movies are long. Well, yeah. Both movies are long. The Batman both, is long. Yeah. the Both movies are long, actually. The Dark Knight is like 230, 240, I yeah. think. And the Batman is also like it's three hours, no? It's three hours, dude. Is it? The thing about the Dark Knight is that while it builds its world, it's like the second movie in in the in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's building its world. I don't think it does it that well. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the Batman comes in. Yeah, the Batman's world building from the first episode, from the first ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. I immediately believe that world yeah. of Gotham City than I do. Uh, the Dark Knight, and mm-hmm. I think that is what makes it for me. Um, there's a lot that happens in both movies. There's yeah. probably arguably more that happens in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but I think it's overall vibe mm-hmm. of the Batman 
is better. And we're, I'm going to use that word a lot. The, the vibe. vibe. Vibes, listen, bro. Listen, dude, there's a great Nathan Dead video about vibes, vibes. in fucking movie and TV. Yeah. This is one of those movies. It yeah. just has it, dude. It has the vibe. Emo Batman, how how could you not? Yeah, dude. There's moments where he's not saying anything. He's just looking. He's lurking. He's lurking in the shadows. He's just, he's watching people do something for a long period of time. This dude's, uh, I don't know. Like, he's the epitome of that's me. This is me. Yeah, that's I'm that's, him. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. That's me. Um, yeah, I, um, I, before the show, I asked you this question. I was like, should we do this? But I don't really know my answer. I do have my answer. But it's it's very tough, right? Because on one end, The Dark Knight is like iconic, right? Stands the test of time. Like you said, the characters are great. The sc- screenplay is a phenomenal. It's, it's, that's one of the few screenplays of Christopher Nolan. I'm like, that's yeah. a phenomenal ass yep. script, right? Um, Heath Ledger's performance is great. Uh, Christian Bell is great as well. Um, but you also have like a, a lot of supporting characters performances they fill their niche like really yeah, fucking well it's right really good and i'm surprised how emotional i get by the end of the movie not because it's like sad or anything but because of how just how inspirational like just the score is with hans zimmer's yes. score and with with fucking jim gordon's monologue at the very end of the movie where it's like he's he's our dark knight you know we have to chase him because, you know, because he can take it because all this stuff. And it's like the, all of that, right? Ten years plus in the making that this movie has stand the test of time. Then you get this Batman movie that comes out by Matt Reeves this year, this fucking year. And you get there is there is no vibes in Christopher Nolan in that Christopher Nolan movie, The Dark Knight. This is nothing but vibes. This is, this is vibe. like this is like, oh, this is batman i'm i'm watching a batman movie right now and everything about it works the first 10 minutes of it oh my god injected into my veins yep where he is narrating october 31st the something something the nights the streets are they're the streets are flooded yeah 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 just like all that stuff where i'm in the shadows they fear me they look at the shadows and they fear me where you get clips of just people looking at dark alleyways and they don't want to go down there because they know the fuck's down there and just to be opening just of of batman just beating up those people just like this is a batman movie bro and the dark knight i don't necessarily think it's a batman movie i think it's a joker movie and uh, you know heath ledger's Mm -hmm. is basically like the you know the 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 star the star the main character which is not a knockoff no not a bad thing but if I had to choose between what is like which is better, that's the question. Which is a better movie? I'm gonna have to cycle, I'm gonna have to go to the Dark Knight. Okay. Um. Even though, if you told me if you put these two movies in front of me right now, I am choosing the Batman, ten times out of ten, to watch. Like you said. In like two years from now, I might think differently about my opinion about where the dark knight stands as a as a as a film as a movie right the batman what it does so well is it is like it from the opening credits is like this is a batman movie and the whole movie is like 
showing you through its filmmaking that this is a great film. Mm. The Dark Knight from the opening one is like this is a this is a great film right now. You are watching a master director make a master movie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Joker is here. The Batman's here as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a phenomenal movie, a crime drama right now that has Batman in it. That's the vibe that it gives me, right? But the Batman is like no no no. It's in the fucking title. You're gonna get Batman every it's single. Like, scene. Let me take you inside Gotham. Let me take. Let me this detective um, story, this noir film. This is what this is like. The movie is, the movie is can, is showing you that it's a good movie. While the Dark Knight is like this is a good movie, the entire way. I have a lot of flaws with both. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of flaws with both. Minor flaws with both. Like they're not perfect movies for me. People think that the, the Dark Knight is a perfect movie. I don't think so. I think it's a fucking phenomenal ass movie. But if I just had, like, if I had to pick one, it would be The Dark Knight because of how great the character dynamics are between Batman and the Joker. Be between, like, I can agree with a lot of the Joker things that he's saying because he is proving to me throughout the movie what is going on. The same thing with the Riddler. The Riddler's doing the exact same thing, right? But then he just floods the fucking city. Yep. Right? When he's like, oh, okay. I understand now. Right, he's a bad guy. Whatever. Even though they have similar narrative beats in terms of like, I am agreeing with what the, the antagonist is saying. I can agree with all that shit and the detective nature of everything. But what the Dark Knight does so well is that it includes Harvey Dent's character and it centralizes his whole arc as the theme of the movie. He is. Like, his whole thing is, like, the coin, mm -hmm. right? It's, like, justice is blind, but now it's, like, you're out of luck, right? It, if, it's, if it's heads, you're alive. If it's the other thing, you're going to die. And the whole movie, the Joker uses Harvey Dent as... He is the white knight of Gotham. Batman, everyone hates you. Everyone loves Harvey Dent. I'm going to turn the thing that everyone loves in the city bad. And even if you beat me, I'm going to win. And I'm going to beat you. Because his whole plan is like to blow up the fucking ships. Yeah. It doesn't work out. Because like Batman's like, the city, you think it's as bad as I think it is. It's not, right? And he's like, well, I had an ace in a hole. Harvey Dent. Right now has Jim Gordon and his family secluded off in this fucking abandoned place. He's about to kill him. I win. You lose. You lose. <laughs> right? And this whole dynamic i'm like oh my like the first time you watch it it's like holy shit like the whole thing the screenplay of just how harvey dent's whole identity of him becoming like the then the white and shining armor and the lie that they have to keep how jim gordon has to keep this lie uh the same thing how he carries on into the dark knight rises how he has to keep this fucking lie how batman is to, to be blamed for this because it's the only way the city can succeed it's just, to me, it's like, just as a narrative, like, it's just like, fuck, that's really tough to fucking beat. Mm -hmm. Even though I love the vibes of the Batman and I love the noir nature of it, like, I give it to me every day of the week. But just, I, if I had to choose one, like, it's the, 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 the movie that has, stand, that has already stood the test of time yeah. for, for a decade, right? I, I have to go with that. I would agree with you. Everything about his characters, yes. Yeah. That's what, it has the edge over... Yeah. The Batman for me. Yeah. 
but I still think the Batman's a better yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, mainly, yeah, because of its world building. Yeah. I think that this is still the first movie. Batman, Batman begins as a better world building than The Dark Knight, I will say. Then The Dark Knight, is it better yeah. than The Batman? In the world building? Yeah. No, not yeah. at all. The Batman is... The Batman is leaps beyond the, the opening narrative where yeah you're right it's just batman talking and you see all the bad shit that goes on at night yeah right people yeah. like i know it's halloween during this time people are wearing yeah. masks they're robbing banks yeah but they're they're like injecting themselves with this shit what i forgot what it's called oh um, like spraying it in their mouth yeah it's some torp some some type of drug that they use and that already is like a a, a big characteristic in the movie is like they're yeah. injecting themselves with some weird shit yeah we need to get out of people's hands it's just like it feels like a video game yeah and i guess that's my bias um where this game feels like i'm like in those arkham asylum arkham night yeah, games. yeah you're yeah. getting to know the deeper weird layers of gotham city yeah. and that's the part that i like yeah it's like we're dealing with a corrupt system here yeah like the, the Gotham police is insanely corrupt and you're, you're trying to figure out who's yeah. behind this. Yeah. Why? Like what's yeah. going on? And they do by the end of the film. And I think it's great as like an investigative type movie, right? Yeah. It has action. You, yeah. you do get the act, the really super good cool, action, really good. Super There's a cool car chase moments. scene in this movie. That's like one of the best I've seen in a while. It's phenomenal, but you do get those down times where it's like, all right, well, what the fuck does this mean? Can yeah. you, turn this around in coding language and they're yeah. like doing all this weird shit yeah. like that shit's cool to me yeah i love that thumb drive the thumb drive they find it in the car <laughs> they go, yeah. thumb, thumb drive. drive yeah it means a thumb drive thumb we gotta drive. put it on the computer yeah figure it out yeah the sense jesus christ fucking jim jesus gordon christ. jesus christ or my favorite one of my favorite parts where like the cop is like you could be an accessory to murder. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite. Man. I love that. And like, yeah, like all these little hidden characters that are, that represent the city, yeah. right? They're, they're very uh, higher up people yeah. in law, in the mob, yeah. Batman, his yeah. family. Um, the, the scenes in the club, the first scene in the club. Fire. Get the doom, like the thumping music, bro. Look, I will say it's very tough to go against the Batman because, like this, the the from the minute one to the last second of that movie, I was in love with this movie. In love, I was like, "This is what I wanted." Yeah, this is what I wanted right here. So it very pains me to say the Dark Knight. It pains me right now because the Dark Knight is a typical film bro movie where people are like, "Oh, the Joker," this, and it's kind of overused and like the greatest comic book movie of all time. I don't think it is. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard for me to say this, but you know, do I, I enjoy the Batman way more than I do the dark Knight. And this is me purely just talking about the form and talking about how it affected me. The dark Knight. This is the reason why I'm choosing it. But the Batman, like you said before, those nightclub scenes, the fucking the, the, the hidden underbelly of the world yes. where you can, you can take, you can feel it. Right mm -hmm. in the movie, it's tangible. It's tangible. You can see it. The streets are fucking dirty as fuck. The Dark Knight just looks like New, York, like Chicago. It looks like Chicago. It's Chicago. That's one of my main complaints yeah. about the Dark Knight. It's Chicago. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like the Batman is a Batman movie, but it's convincing you that it's a very good film, and it does with its filmmaking. I just love that this is the first film in the trilogy, and yeah. it's this world is perfect already. Yeah, right. When by the time the movie ends. Penguin is still alive. Yeah. 
under underwater martial laws fucking, in place all that everything's stuff. gonna be fucked this next movie yeah is gonna be insane insane insane, it, insane for how they set yeah, it up yeah, like, yeah. nothing is good right now it's, it's about to be it, it could have ended some cheesy way it's like we saved the city batman yeah. thank you yeah, yeah. for saving our city and like everyone's happy and yeah. sunshine and flowers whatever no it's like no this well, well it's a character change up the 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 um the thing about the batman that's so good is it's a character change right it's he is starting off with fear fear is his main tool like the very beginning of the narration they look into the shadows vengeance and, and vengeance they think it's me in the darkness that's what they get scared that's why i feed off of fear like I want people to fear me, mm-hmm. and at the very end of the movie, he realizes that's not that's not a way to not the right way to do it. Not the right way to do it. It's to be, I guess, in a sense, to be the hero, to be someone that they can look up to, be hope for the city, be the the silver lining for the city, right? And and just that whole scene where like he's saving the people from the water, and he has that fucking um, what is it called? The grapple? No, the 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 red. Um, the uh, the flare the flare the, the the red flare yeah and they're following him out like that is like beautiful imagery from what the beginning of the movie was to this and like the little girl like holding on to him and it's like no like it's gonna be all right like this movie is phenomenal like phenomenal i was so surprised at how good of a film it was in terms of its themes and its narratives like it's not just a cool ass movie it's way it has way more weight to it than just being a vibes movie yeah and and the dark knight because of how good it is there is no vibes there is no vibes but it's just because it's a good movie it's a good film yeah christopher Nolan doesn't care about vibes he doesn't he doesn't i was gonna bring up his other movies and i was the, like 1917 is definitely not a vibe movie the only vibe movie that there is is tenet that he has tenet's only a vibe because you can't really hear yeah, what they're you saying you, you don't understand you just have to be like this, this is a vibe score. this oh, is a vibe i'm ready i'm ready right? to go yeah, yeah. and so Christopher Nolan is more about like I'm more about the story and stuff, and this is probably the most one of his best movies in terms of his script. And so I agree. And so yeah, the Batman versus the Dark Knight, it's a good debate. And if you agree with Brian, I'm not gonna hold you to it. If you agree with me, I don't I don't think Brian is gonna think you're an idiot. Finding the rat inside the mob, yeah, was so fun to watch. Yeah, man. The fucking la la rata lada. Yeah, the, rata lada. Yeah. So what does it mean? Oh, come on, what are you showing me? Come on, come on. open your eyes. <laughs> like it's just this movie is unironically so fucking funny. Man. It is. There's so many like the penguin is the Colin Farrell. Oh my god, I can't wait to so see him in good. the next movie, dude. He's so good in this movie. Um, completely transforms. Like I. This guy, I thought it was another fucking guy. There's no way this is Colin Farrell. Yeah. Right? And just the, the am I the only one that knows Spanish here? Yeah. Huh? It's La Rata. La Rata. <laughs> like, it's just so funny, man. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious, man. Yeah. What this, this movie is. This movie is just so fucking good. And it's... It's vibes for me. Obviously, it's, it's unfair that it's going up against one of, like, the... Most... Like, in this, which is better? It's going up against one of oh the most beloved movies. Oh, my God. People are going to fucking hate... They're like, it's the Dark Knight, bro. What the fuck what is the wrong fuck with you? What the fuck are you doing? Honestly, there's probably a lot of people who agree with you. And, and I listen, know. I could see a lot of the flaws within the Batman. It's really fucking long. I can see the flaws in the Dark Knight. It doesn't too. have the greatest villain. No. In my opinion, compared to Heath Ledger. No. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. I like Paul Dano's performance. Paul Dano is amazing. I like it's, his He's great. At like that kind of like do I call him an incel? Yeah. No, he's an incel. He's an he's an incel. He's a he's a he's a he's one of those 
where he is looking, searching for the truth. Yeah. And he does find it, but he's a terrorist. He's a super terrorist. He's a super terrorist. Where he gets a group of people to like believe him and follow him. Believe in a cause. And he is like the Batman also does want to get to the book. They're both solving the same thing. Like we're trying to get to who's the rat. Who's the rat? What? Like we need to solve this. Like our, our cops are fucking corrupt. Like we need to find out who, who's at fault for this. Yeah. There's a scene where Batman's trying to escape against all the cops in the city out of that oh, yeah. out of that prison cell where Batman is very not for the cops right now. He he is also trying to figure out what the fuck's going on because there's a bunch of corrupt officials, corrupt cop, excuse me, corrupt cops, all these people that Paul Dano is like literally telling him like this, they're all bad and you know it and let's try to figure this out together. Like that scene, I made a TikTok video about the interrogation scene. Oh yeah, in the Batman, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, and uh, people are always like, "Oh, it's just a copy of the Dark Knight." It's not. It's, it's very not. Different. Paul Dano's character is so much more different than. Yeah, the, Heath Ledger's. The, the Joker is like completely in control. In the terms of motivation, time. too. Yeah, and and the the Riddler thinks he's the smartest person in the room. He really does. And he's then like, he's Batman, like, I thought we were friends. He I, literally thought they were best he, friends. Thought they were best friends. Also, he thought he didn't. He was like Bruce Wayne, and Batman's like, "This dude caught me." He yeah. thinks oh, he yeah. knows I'm Bruce Wayne. He's like, it's the only one we didn't get. It's like, huh? And I thought we were friends. No, you were better. Like he, this incel, this QAnon guy, conspiracy guy, literally thought he was the smartest person in the room. He thought he was help. Batman was help doing yeah. terrorism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, he's like, we're doing it together. What do you mean? Like, wh- I thought yeah. we were buddies. He's yeah. like that dude. It's like, no. It's good. It's great. It's no. not Heath Ledger. No. It's it, not. Does, it doesn't beat that villain, in no. my opinion. No. It, uh, it's pretty hard that's, to... That's probably, like, one of the few things about the movie. It's length, and it's... it's If we're comparing it to The Dark yeah. Knight, it's not going, going to yeah. be on that level of yeah. uh, Heath Ledger's performance or even motivations of the Joker. It's so fucked. Like, the the Joker, what, what, that, what the Joker does as a villain, just looking at it contextually... He provides Batman with choices, right? And he's like, option A, option B for a lot of it. And he provides the people in Gotham with choices. Option A, option B. Because I feel like the best way for a villain to credibly talk about his plan is to be like, look, this option, this is going to happen. This option, this is going to happen. But the thing is, every, like these people are corrupt. These people will eat each other. They don't need you. He's making sense. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, at the like, in that very scene, interrogation scene, he's like, these people will eat each other. Like if 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 push comes to shove, right? And at the very in the very end of that scene, where Batman's like, where is fucking like, yeah. where are they? And he and, and Joker where gives them they? two options, one option and one option B. This is where Harvey Dent is. And this is where Rachel is. I know what the fuck you're gonna pick. I already know what you're going to say. He's just doing social experiments. He's doing social experiments the entire fucking time. And he's like, I want to see what the world is going to do with this. Because he's chaos. Yeah. That's what he represents. And so he's like, I know what you're going to pick. And you're not going to like him once you get there. So uh, the girl's here and Harvey Dent's over there. And of course he gives them the wrong addresses. Of course he does. And Batman knows it. As soon as he fucking opens that door, he's like, the Joker fucking won. Like he, Rachel is gone. In that moment, he's like, Fuck me. The Batman knows. And Harvey Dent's like, why'd you come for me, bro? Like, the, there's so many Fuck, rich... So good. There's so many, like, rich moments in that movie where I'm like, it's pretty hard for me to 
to go against it. Even though there are some flaws, but it's pretty hard for me to go against it. But yeah, I think this is pretty good, which is better because it's yeah, it one is. of those where like it can go either way. In a couple of years, I could probably be like, you know what, vibes over everything. Fuck There's it. Obvious differences between yeah. two. Why one's better? Why one's not? Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I still think the world, the Gotham City, yeah, in this trilogy is going to be the best it's ever oh, been. Oh yeah. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the thing with the, with Batman Begins is like it's pretty dope in terms of how it starts off. Like the vibes is dirty, grimy, whatever. The Dark Knight elevates that, but it leaves the world building behind. And then the Dark Knight rises, completely forgets about the world building. Yeah. And it's just like, Bane is going to blow up the... Here's a villain. Here's a villain, Bane, obviously. But um, but yeah, uh, I can't wait for the Batman 2. It's already in development. Yay, 2025. That'd be so good. Yeah, 2025, we can't come soon enough. Um, But yeah, that's the conclusion of which is better and the conclusion of this of this week's episode. Um. As always, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow the show at Think Movie Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Just look up Think Movie Show. Um, we're popping over there. We'll watch all of our videos, leave comments. Please so feel free to ask us questions in the comments. Subscribe. Even if it has nothing to do with the with the uh with the video at hand, just give us questions. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color? We'll answer it on the show. Yeah. We sure. will. We literally will. Um on TikTok, it's at Think Movie um and um yeah follow us there and if you want to find out where you can best listen to the podcast visit our anchor webpage at anchor.fm slash think movie show there there are links to apple Podcasts, spotify google podcasts all that stuff um brian where can the people find you people find me twitter instagram and tiktok at bry prado b-r-y-p-r-a-d-o letterbox brian products full name yeah uh yeah that's it uh, I guess you can find me at Cisco Lopez underscore 14 on Twitter and on TikTok and on um, Letterboxd at Cisco Lopez 14. Cisco Lopez. Um, yeah, you'll you'll find more of my in-depth reviews of just stuff that I've been watching there um, and more quicker, more quickly, quicker, quickly. I don't know what makes sense. Fuck but, but yeah, um, that'll be it for this week's episode and we look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace out, guys. Later.